We humans can get so fixated on our to-do lists that we fail to stop, look back, and see all that we have done. And this isn't just a bummer for your sense of accomplishment. It's also a betrayal of the truth. Usually you have done a lot and you aren't giving yourself credit for it, which undermines your momentum to keep up that good work and get the outcome you really want. But today, we are going to change that. This is the Lady Quest podcast, and I am Ariel Kylie, and this podcast is for you, intuitive, self aware women who know that you have a big life purpose here on earth. Does that sound like you? Something that feels deeply meaningful to you that you want to do, create, experience, or pursue in this life. So, when I was trying to be an actor back when I was 19, 20, 21, I was tormented by thoughts of how little was happening and how I wasn't booking or getting close to any jobs. In my mind, I decided I was inadequate, I was disgusting, I was unworthy. And after those couple lucky jobs I booked early on, The Sopranos and like a staged reading, I would just never work again as an actress. But I had this little blue notebook that was a total reality check. It kept my thoughts of inadequacy and not belonging at bay. So in this notebook, I listed every audition I went on, my notes about how it went, any conversation I had with a casting director or anything interesting that might have happened, and if it resulted in a callback or a job. And if my agents and managers happened to get any feedback from the casting director, I would put that in too. This little blue book created that reality check on what I had actually been accomplishing, which was a lot. When I look back over those entries, I'd see that every three or four auditions, I got a callback. And every 10 or so auditions, I'd book a job. And peppered between those auditions was great and encouraging feedback I received along the way. The facts that were written in ink on that paper proved that my catastrophic thinking about what was happening with me and my career and how unwanted I was, was completely inaccurate. There was simply a pattern of showing up, trying and getting results that that notebook showed. And of course, every audition didn't work out because acting isn't like that. The odds aren't great. But every few auditions, there was some kind of breakthrough. And this showed me the gap, or really it was like a giant chasm between what I thought was happening, the inner narrative in my mind, and what was really happening. And so reading that blue notebook gave me a sense of calm. Again, it was a reality check that stopped me from getting all dramatic on myself and just helped me get focused on the next audition. Later on in my life, after I had quit acting and moved on, I heard an interview with Bryce Dallas Howard. She was interviewed by Marie Forleo. And when I went to Tisch School of the Arts, I was in the same class as Bryce. So we, our first semester, 
spent like 26 hours a week or something in at the Stella Adler studio studying acting. So I knew her pretty well at that time. And it slowly came out over that time that Ron Howard was her father. And she was just a very sweet, dedicated, hardworking human that was really fun to get to know. So since I left Tish and we all moved on, I've, I've watched her career with a lot of curiosity. It's been very exciting to see how far she's come, starting being in M. Night Shyamalan's movie, The Village, and and being in a bunch of other major film roles, and most recently, the Jurassic World series. So I've always watched her career with curiosity, and also, I admit, some envy, just being like, whoa, we're in the same classroom, and look at all these extraordinary things she's done. But anyway, so she did this interview with Marie Forleo, and this was probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more. And in it, she talked about this major dry spell she had been through in her acting. Like she had some success and then just everything dried up and she wasn't booking anything. And she had learned from her grandmother, a statistic that one in every 64 auditions results in a job. It was either 64 or 68. I'm going to go with 64 auditions results in an actual acting job. So once she had this dry spell, instead of getting obsessed over the next audition, she started listing 64 auditions, writing down, all I'm trying to do is get to number 64 because the odds are I will book something by then. And she decided she wouldn't worry until she got to that number because those were the odds. And eventually her career did pick up and she did go on to book and star in the Jurassic World movies, which led to her getting this major design upgrade on her Hollywood Hills home, which I know about because I saw the Architecture Digest walkthrough on YouTube and the dinosaur wallpaper she put up in gratitude to the dinosaurs that gave her the income to do this house renovation. And all this, of course, made me somewhat green with envy, but also just like, go you, Bryce go fucking you. Having some success, losing it, making a list of auditions and not feeling like a failure because she didn't book number 10 or number 20 or number 30, just keep going and breaking through and having a whole new blossoming of her career. And I actually did this 64 audition exercise with a client who is a wonderful actress who is also feeling kind of hopeless about not having booked a job in a while. And by her fifth audition, she booked a guest star on a TV show. And again, it just created this great reality check for her that sometimes the catastrophic thinking wasn't based in reality. But back to the root of the problem. So this catastrophizing and loss of belief in ourselves, this goes on for us humans all the time. When we aren't getting the exact result we want, in the timing we want, we spiral into negative self-obsession about what a failure we are, and how much we fucked up, and how no one wants us, and we're fated to just crash and burn. And in these times, our pain body, as Eckhart Tolle might call it, takes over and hijacks our nervous system and the simple facts of what's going on. 
So your pain body from Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth is, quote, an energy field of old but still very much alive emotion that lives in almost every human being. When we think of the pain body taking over, I imagine an overdramatic old film star from like the 40s or 50s, a woman in a fancy dress just flinging herself around the room, threatening to throw herself out the window or stab herself with a letter opener and shrieking about how unfair life is and how no one will ever love her. Meanwhile, she's got like a whole staff of support people and plenty of family money and a couple of confused children looking on. Her reaction is out of proportion with reality. And that's how the pain body sometimes feels to me. It's just like, holy cow, where is all this drama coming from? Now, this is where the have done list comes in. When you feel you're getting overly dramatic, saying all or nothing statements like, this never works out for me, or she always gets that and I never do, or I didn't do anything last week. I just sat on my ass all week. You know that you need a reality check. And you might be tempted at that time to sit down and do a to-do list. All the things you think you should do that are to-do to get you quote-unquote back on track. But it's not time for that. I suggest in these moments that you instead create a have-done list. This is where you write out all the things you have done and have tried related to the area you want to make progress on. Just yesterday, I was doing this with two of my clients. They both showed up feeling flustered about all the stuff they needed to do, acting like they hadn't been doing anything for the past week. But when we broke it down and looked at the facts, we saw a very different story. We saw that they had done lots of things over the past week. They were on track, and even though they hadn't done every single thing they thought they should, they were moving in the right direction. And side note, I used to have this great therapist named Melissa, and she would always just calmly say, Ariel, look at the facts of the situation. And every once in a while, I would be in a total tizzy about something going on in my life, and I would send her an email, and she would just very simply write a short email back inviting me to look at the facts of the situation. And that's really what we're doing with the have done list. Because the problem is that we often let that overdramatic pain body energy hijack us. And it is often in such a state that we aren't really able to sit down and get back to work. You know that feeling where like you know what you want to do but you're so inwardly agitated that you can't just get your buns in the seat and do it. So the have done list is the bridge that takes you from crazy town back to the land of reality where you can rationally assess yourself and your situation and plan your next logical steps. So to create your own have done list, start by sitting down, either opening up a blank computer document or uh, just having a notebook open with a blank sheet of paper. Write down at the top the thing that you're trying to do or accomplish or make progress on. 
then review the past week or month or even year, all the steps you have taken to make this thing come to life. Even the tiniest steps get granular. Note when maybe you sat down to write a whole essay, but instead you detoured into doing a bunch of research on one aspect of the essay. Note that you did that research. So you didn't write that page that day, but you did do this interesting extra research. Write it all down. Make a very comprehensive list of the facts of the things you have done in the direction that you want to go. Then reread it and notice how you feel differently about yourself and how you can clearly determine now what step to take next because you're not starting at zero. You're building from the many, many steps that have already brought you up to the 10th or the 20th or the 30th floor in your process. And just because you want to get to the 100th floor, it doesn't mean you should act like you're still on the ground floor. You know what I mean? So similar to my last episode about rewarding and celebrating yourself, this isn't just about productivity. This is about how you feel in your skin, how you regard yourself. And it's sad and lame to walk around trying to convince the world that you're a loser or you're a failure all the time. So stop telling your family and friends about how much you're disappointing yourself and how much you're not doing and how much you suck. Please instead starve that self-indulgent part of yourself that wants to spew and barf all over the place, all these sad stories, and then lie down in it and smear it around on the floor and just act like you're helpless to get up. That's not the facts. And it's not sexy. And you're not helpless. And chances are you have been taking real and meaningful action all along. So make the list of all the things you have done and own it. Then with positive anticipation from the height you are at having taken all these steps already, then make the to-do list of what you wanted to do, (laughs) what you want to do next. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm sorry about the barfing analogy, but I wanted to make it visceral, you know? Okay. So here's my invitation. Whatever you feel like you're behind on, create a have done list read it over and take it in. Look at how far you've come and let that be the basis of looking forward into what you want to do next. And also come to my year in review workshop, which is coming up on December 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific. This workshop is all about that methodical work of seeing acknowledging, naming, and celebrating all the steps you've taken over the past year. So if you, if you are someone that gets into that spiraling around how much you haven't done, or if you're someone who is overly future focused, always thinking about what you have to do next without taking the time to take stock to look back at the harvest and see, wow, I already grew so much. I want to grow a lot more next year. 
but look at how much I've grown. Look at my crop. Definitely come to this workshop. I'm going to help you interrupt those defeating cycles and really transform how you appraise yourself and your choices. And I hope to facilitate a true inner shift in your self-perception that helps you walk a little taller, think a little clearer as you design your next steps toward where you want to go. Join my list through the episode description and you're automatically going to receive an invite to the workshop in your inbox. It's $30, so quite a user-friendly price and we'll get to get live on Zoom together and tailor this work really specifically to you and your life. All right, that's what I got for you today. All hail the magic of the have done list. And I can't wait to tune in with you next time. If you like this podcast, you will love the LadyQuest program. Join my newsletter through the link in the episode description if you want to learn more about LadyQuest, my one-on-one coaching work, and get invited to transformational workshops I teach on a regular basis online. Also, if you want to make my day, you could leave a five-star review for this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my world, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.